Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectrumMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. everyone and welcome to Oracle's News Radio. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. I'm Renee Thomas, your host and producer of Oracle's News Radio, and please share this podcast with your friends and family on email and social media. The more you know, the better prepared you can be. You can chat with us here on Spreaker, and you should be able to also call us today from Skype. You should be able to call us today from Skype. Our Skype number or name is Renee, R-E-N-E-E underscore is, I-S underscore here, H-E-R-E. That's Renee underscore is underscore here. As usual, we have a lot to cover and a lot to talk about. We are a news podcast featuring current events, oracle and prophetic news, astrology forecasts, and commentary that include the current energy climate within the country. And we're working on getting technology so that we can hear your commentary. We want to hear what you have to say as well. Learn more at anointedgroove.com, anointed, one N, groove, two O's, dot com. Let's get started. The first news is coming from Bucaramanga, Colombia, a Latin nation, an international monitoring group per the AP on Wednesday accused police officers in Colombia of res- the responsibility for the deaths of 20 people and other violent actions against protesters during recent civil unrest, including sexual abuse, beatings, arbitrary detentions, and some of the things that we're going to be talking about that's going on in our Latin community and going on all over the world is going to lead us to our discussion on progressive Christianity and the need for it. Human Rights Watch said in a report that it has credible evidence indicating that they killed 16 protesters and bystanders with live ammo and fired from firearms, while three other people died using non-lethal weapons. And the report said another person died after being beaten repeatedly. Now, these brutal abuses are not isolated incidents by rogue officers, but rather the results of systematic shortcomings of the Colombian police, says Jose Miguel Vivanco. This is the group's director for the Americas. We have talked about on this show, Oracle News Podcast, some of the things that have happened with regard to uh, Mexican 
journalists and how they have also been killed. The comprehensive reform that clearly separates the police from the military and ensures adequate oversight and accountability is needed to ensure that these violations don't occur again. Once again, this is a quote from Jose Miguel Vivanco, the group's director for the Americas. Now, there's other news in Latin nations. Mexico's election on Sunday, the largest in the nation's history, was marked by political violence that led to deaths of nearly 100 politicians, which is not even the most violent election cycle in the nation's history. Security consultancy Itelkit or Itelect said 97 politicians had been killed and 935 politicians were attacked. Now, if anybody wants to become a politician in Mexico and they don't go with the status quo of those in power or those that are violent, they are in vital and brutal danger. Reuters reported this. Quote, security analysts said most electoral violence tends to occur at the municipal level, that's the city level, where gangs exert pressure to influence the outcome in the hope of securing more control over drug trafficking and other criminal rackets. And the election saw more than 93 million voters elect officials to more than 21,000 officials to office and governorships in most states and all 500 members of the lower house of Congress, members of the 30 state legislatures and 78% of municipal government. So this election saw more than 93 million voters elect officials to more than 21,000 offices. And this was a pretty, pretty big election. Again, not the most violent, but one that was violent nonetheless. Now CNN has reported that despite its size, this election is in many respects about a single man, current President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador. Now, Lopez Obrador, he's not on the ballot, but Mexican analysts, experts, and former president and a former presidential candidate consulted by CNN says the elections amount to a referendum on the 67-year-old president who is a populist leftist political veteran and former Mexico City mayor. He won the presidency in 2018 on his third attempt. Now, we know how a president can affect other offices because most of the politicians feel that if they don't act or purport to um, follow a certain dogma, that they could lose their voting base, specifically if that voting base is for that president or someone who will become president or could become president. Now, Lopez Obrador came to power promising hugs, not gunshots, quote unquote, but has so far failed to curb gun violence in Mexico. Now, I will say that in my personal experience, and I'm beginning commentary at this point, that I have always been very surprised at the the reported violence in Latino nations because all of the Latinos that I know who are in the United States are very peaceful people, very peaceful, hardworking, family-oriented people. And other than gangs who go against other gangs in inner cities, for the most part, 
all of the Latino community that I have come into contact are peaceful. So it always surprises me for some reason, even at my age. It surprises me when I hear these reports about Latino nations. So we're going to take a break and we're going to see how we have just pretty much laid a little piece of foundation with regard to the fact that we as a human nation on this planet earth do need something to kind of uplift us and to cause us to be better people. Now, Christianity at some point was supposed to do that. That was the goal of the Roman empire. As we know, the Roman empire is gone and the Gnostic Christianity that was at the very beginning of Christianity is gone, at least to a certain extent. But what does progressive Christianity bring to the table? What does it bring to the table? This is one of the things that we want to talk about. We're going to listen to this brief song and we will be right back. That was running. If you want to know more about our music, you can find out more about our music at anointedgroove.com. A-N-O-I-N-T-E-D-G-R-O-O-B-E.com. So many of us were reared as Christians. And we were reared as Christians by our parents and grandparents, some even great-grandparents. And as our our society and our culture has changed, a lot of people, even though Christianity is still the largest religion in the world, a lot of people are not actively pra- practicing it, even more so because of what has happened in 2020 with people not being able to go to church. And they realized they didn't even want to go to church to begin with. So some of the habit of going to church was broken. But as we have heard in the a commentary prior, we do need something as humans to help to uplift us. Yes, when people are adults, it's, it's incumbent upon them to raise their level of being and their soul evolution so that they can be morally um, acceptable and ethical people. But it doesn't always work that way with humans. Sometimes there needs to be some form of a an official teaching that people can easily ascribe to to help them have words and deeds to live by. So as I even have gone into a, a, a form of 
ascension, I guess you could say, and looking at my own religious walk, it has been confusing because even though I have not trusted the voices that brought me Christianity, I still knew that there was something true about it and there was something true about the life of Jesus Christ. There's also something true about the um, the idea of kingdom, because whether we agree or not, we live in a kingdom. These kingdoms change. We go from the, the kingdom, the Chinese empires to um, possibly Russian empires and then to the, the British empire and from the Roman empire. We don't know who will be the biggest empire going forward in the future. But we know that from our history as humans on this planet, some empire is always trying to um, come into power. And the only way that you can deal with that empire is through war or subjection. You have to subject yourself to it. So the idea of kingdom is nothing new to us, but the idea of following cultural dogma from 2000 years ago is something that people are not accepting. Hence, um, religions like Wicca and other new age spiritualities are growing and that's fine, but they do not answer the, the, the questions that a lot of people have. So we still need choices in our spirituality and in our religion. So if you are a Christian who is done with the outdated cultural dogma and the overzealous evangelicals and Pentecostals and the unfairness and the hypocrisy of the Catholic church, but you still want to follow Christ, then this movement, which is not so new, but still new, may be a movement for you, at least in part, because I believe that each and every one of us individually will somehow have a unique relationship with the divine. And that's exactly how it should be. So this not so new movement, which we've talked about before on our shows, but we want to go further into today is called the progressive Christian movement. And they follow eight tenets, which are listed on their website, progressivechristianity.org. That's progressivechristianity.org. And I want to read you these tenets because I can say that as I read through these tenets, I actually believe them. Um, number one, believe that following the path and teachings of Jesus can lead to an awareness and experience of the sacred and the oneness and unity of life. Number two, they affirm that the teachings of Jesus provide but one of many ways to experience the sacredness and oneness of life and that they can draw from diverse sources of wisdom in their spiritual journey. Number three, seek community that is inclusive of all people, including but not limited to conventional Christians and questioning skeptics, believers and agnostics, women and men, those of all sexual orientations and gender identities, those of all classes and abilities. Number four, know that the way we behave towards one another is the fullest expression of what we believe. Number five. Find grace in the search for understanding and believe there is more value in questioning than in absolutes. 
Number six, strive for peace and justice among all people. Number seven, strive to protect and restore the integrity of our earth. And number eight, commit to a path of lifelong learning, compassion, and selfless love. Now, I personally try to ascribe to all of this. I mean, this is completely describing me, even though I have considered myself to be a monolatric to some degree Christian um, and even to some degree a new age person. But there are a lot of Christians who come from the traditional church that have a problem with number three. So I'm going to read it again and I'm going to talk to you about some some ideas that I have about this. So number three, once again, is to seek community that is inclusive of all people, including but not limited to. And we're going to go down to number four, those of all sexual orientations and gender identities. And there's one thing. Well, there are three things I want to talk to you about. Number one, the Bible says that there is neither male nor female amongst the angels in heaven. There's neither male nor female in angel in in heaven. So there are, there's no marrying. There's no giving into marriage. Now I have seen a light being in the room with me that appeared to be neither male nor female. Now, one of the reasons why I personally believe that this light being was an angel is because that I had recently prayed with someone about a situation that I was going through. Now, this was probably over 20 years ago, but I had prayed with someone over a situation that I had gone through. And part of the intent of that prayer was to send angels of protection around me. I was very upset. I was very afraid because of this situation. However, when I fell asleep that night after that prayer and woke up, I saw this light being standing over my bed and all fear was removed from me. So this, this energy, this being was made of light and this being had shoulder length hair and looked like a soldier, and I could not tell whether it was male nor female. And when the being noticed that I saw it, it slowly faded away. But it, with it came a complete deliverance of the situation that I was going through, a miraculous deliverance. So I'm pretty positive that that was an angel. So angels are neither male nor female. They look like you have to look at them and say, hey, what is that? So number the other one is that the other issue is that intersex people exist on this planet. And we cannot deny that they exist as healthy, beautiful human beings. And I love to hear their stories. And I love to... um watch interviews with intersex people because I believe that they are a, a, a testimony to the fact that they are completely accepted by the universe. So 
The other thing is that, and this is the last point, we talk about being overcrowded on this planet. Perhaps we are overcrowded or so many people are concerned about population simply because people are afraid to follow their their sexual tendencies and identities. We make a portion of the people afraid to go against the status quo. Well, maybe if we would just allow people to be who they are, then we would be perfectly balanced in, because we already know that right now two women and two men cannot bear children. And so we have a lot of situations that we have to think about before we write them off. Now, I know that, and I hope that what I'm about to say is not too too um, detrimental. I know that a lot of people feel like there is clear dogmatic evidence that a man is not to lie with a man or a woman is not to lie with a woman. But if you read the entire book that that is written in, what else will you not do? Okay, how much of that will you follow? We have a tendency to pick and choose what we want. And people have a tendency to say what I believe is right or what I like is right. And if you like something different is wrong. And I think that if we have organic people who are a certain way, then they won't be forced into having to get surgeries or anything of that nature. They can just be who they are. And I think that if we allow this organic growth without pushing anybody, then we will find that we have a much happier and much more peaceful society as we train our children from birth. Um, we, we don't want to force people to feel like they have to be a certain way. What would happen if we allow people to just be who they are? When you think about how things are in heaven and when you think about how things, how things are on earth and how people are born here on earth in so many different ways, what doctors try to do is they try to usurp these intersex people early on. They cut off organs and cut things out. And then they begin to put these people on a protocol of hormones and other medicines for the rest of their life, or at least for a large portion of their life, until these people decide they don't want to deal with it anymore. They're just going to be who they are. Now, I want to say one thing just to clarify what I'm trying to say. I'm talking organic. If you as a person, I do not believe that pedophilia should be a sexual choice and if you as a person a male person or female person rapes a child of a certain of of a certain sex and then opens a door to that child making them have gay tendencies toward the same sex that was usurping their right and that is not organic that is considered just as wrong as if a person who is heterosexual 
rapes a child and causes that child who is of the opposite sex to become promiscuous. Either one of those situations I consider personally to be wrong, but organically growing people in love and allowing them to, to be who they are. I think this is a very natural part of the universe. And I open myself to the universe to correct me if I'm wrong. So if that is a big part of why any person does not want to be intersex or not intersex, but progressive Christian, please think about some of the words that I have spoken to you today. Now, one of the proponents of progressive Christianity, author Don Murray, has a book, his latest book, The Bible Beyond Religion witness to the evolution of consciousness and I have a link or will have a link in this podcast that will lead to that book if you want to explore it now this book explores the wisdom we can inherit from the Bible after Christianity has faded as a creative religious force with consciousness become a focus of our contemporary search for meaning Murray sees the Bible as a witness to the struggle of one tradition and learning how to be human and thus growing in consciousness from Eve's first step in the garden of Eden to the new heaven and new earth of revelation. The biblical story recounts our long journey toward wholeness, including a vision of the way ahead. Now, one of the things I feel about the Bible, which is one of the oldest books, not the oldest texts, but one of the oldest books in the world is that in many ways it was taken from older Sumerian or Anunnaki writings and then it was incorporated by a group of people to form their family's history, their genealogy, and their mythology to a certain extent because nobody is going to write about themselves and talk a lot about their faults. They're going to talk about their accomplishments and they're going to embellish them to some extent that this is normal. Um, there were other peoples on the earth already when these people said that Adam and Eve were born. So what we need to know is we need to understand how to read the Bible as a book of a people's history versus the history of the world, even though it is likely that man as we know it all kind of came into being right around the same time, but each one of them has their own history. So the Bible does have a place in modern literature, also in modern history, because to not be able to prove it does not disprove it. And I've already spoken to you about the idea of kingdom and the idea of war and how we are already living that today so it's quite believable that there could be a form of Armageddon, but understanding that there's nothing new under the sun and that all things come and go, we can't really know for sure how permanent it will be because of the embellishment of the words and many of the words that are in the Bible as we know it. I also believe that though the Old Testament is mostly historic, the New Testament is primarily written by the Catholic Church under the authority of the Roman Empire. So they had to be very careful about what they said. Lots of books were burned. People were killed. 
Lots of people were killed. Bishops were killed. People who did not agree were killed. Even St. Jerome, who wrote primarily the New Testament and brought the Old and New Testaments together after a vote, had to let go of one of his own ideas because he had to go with the voice of the majority. And in those times, you didn't go against the empire. You just didn't. Because as we've learned that even now, when you go against the powerful status quo, even in Latin America and throughout the rest of the world, not just Latin America, everywhere, to include the United States, you can be killed. And many people are not willing to die for their beliefs. So there's a lot of conversation that needs to be had with regard to Christianity. And we need to incorporate the tenets of the progressive Christian movement in this commentary. Now, this completes our show today. We hope that you got something wonderful out of it. We want to thank you listeners from whichever podcast you're enjoying. Remember to visit us at anointedgroup.com and tell everyone you listen to Oracle News Radio and learn something important. Because if you do, you can rest assured that you and whoever you bring to us to our podcast will enjoy the facts and nothing but. Please follow us on Skype at Renee underscore is underscore here. Renee is spelled R-E-N-E-E underscore I-S underscore here because Renee is here and we want to begin to incorporate your calls by having you call through Skype so that we can let people hear what you have to say as well. Thank you and be blessed. mastering the sourdough your cold brew is homemade you can flip a pancake without touching a spatula yes your culinary skills have improved over the past year but don't stop there talk to the experts at best buy to get the latest tech to take your food to the next level cooking chops unlocked details at bestbuy.com introducing the best deal in mobile Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectrumMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded.